Welcome to the Cleaning in Motion Show, a podcast interviewing successful cleaning business owners to hear what they're doing that works and what they've tried that's failed, all to help you grow your business. And now, on to the show. Welcome back to this new episode. We continue talking with Laura. I want to hear a little bit what personality traits do you look for? Do you look someone with uh, experience in the industry? Do you care if no. they have experience? So walk me to, a little bit to your hiring process once you are in front of the person. What are you looking I mean, in this business, we can pretty much teach them everything that they need to know, unless they're um, in sales. And that is a little bit of a different animal there because you have to be a specific type of person to be a salesperson. Um, not everybody can be taught that. It's something that is just a personality, you know. Um, but with most other positions within our organization, you can... Um, teach them whatever it is that they need to know. So you got to look at each person and talk to them and find out if they'll fit within the team. Okay. I know, and I understand the personalities of the people that are working for me now. So I don't want to bring in somebody that's going to put a ripple into that because that you could have one bad person and kill your whole team. You know, the negativity. I have had to get rid of people over the years because of that. I have brought in um, a person that was a little more negative than I liked, and I let them go because I, it just, you can't have it. You know, we all are working together. You spend a lot of time with the people that you work with every day, and you want to make sure that everybody gets along. But we do a lot of team building things as well. Like we have team goals. So they're not goals just for one department. They're goals for the entire company. And it takes everybody working together in order to get to that goal. And there's a monetary value for them at the end. So if they reach all of the team goals, then everybody gets the same amount of money. And so it kind of helps everybody want to work together because, you know, sales is, is interested in account retention because it could affect their bonus at the end of the corner at the end of the quarter, if we have a lot of account loss. So, and the same thing with um, operations is interested in what sales is doing, because if we don't reach our sales numbers, then they might not get their bonus at the end of the month. So, and even with our administrative people, the people answering the phones, um, the people doing the billing and receivables, those people also get the bonus. So as long as we all are working toward the same goal, then everybody seems to, you know, be able, it's, a, it's a good running machine. <laughs> I agree. Going back to the hiring part, uh, I think uh, when you're interviewing someone, you have to realize and be very aware that you're probably going to spend more time with that person than your own family. And you mm -hmm. don't want someone who is going to be a black cloud in the office uh, because that's contagious, no? And uh, yes. you don't want to be all stressed out around that person. So I like that you think about yourself and the team before hiring what, what type of questions do you usually ask is there any other advice that would you that you would give uh, when you're hiring for a certain position i do i do go through their employment history pretty extensively because by asking questions about what they did in their other um, positions and why they left and things that happened you can learn a lot about a person 
Okay. Though you don't have to ask them directly, you know, are you a negative or a positive person? Because they're not going to tell you that, but you can figure it out by asking questions about what happened in their previous jobs. Um, But that takes a little bit of of training in order to be able to do that and pick up on things. You know, um, for instance, you know, why, why did they leave their last job? If they say, well, I couldn't get along with this coworker or my boss was a really bad boss. Or, you know, just the, the things that, you know, are red flags, you know. Um, I know I can get along with anybody, you know. I'm not going to leave a job because I have a, a bad boss, you know. Because So if you can't figure out how to work under somebody just because they're not like you, then I don't know that you, you're the person that I would want to hire. No, excellent point. So for someone who would be starting, a, or let's put it like this, if uh, Laura is starting a commercial cleaning company from scratch, what would be your first hire? Sales. Or I would hire an admin person and do the sales myself. You know, But I, I wouldn't be sitting in an office as a business owner starting a cleaning company. I'd be out bringing in business. So it would kind of depend on how much money I have in the bank. You know, if I could afford to hire a salesperson right away, I would. But you're definitely going to need somebody in the office to answer the phones and to, you know, do some admin work for you. But then you would have to go out and do the sales. Um, I think a lot of business owners, what ends up happening is they get stuck in the office, bogged down doing administrative and business stuff that is something that they shouldn't be doing. You know, um, they have to get the sales. Sales is the most important thing when you start a business. No, great point. Again, uh, sales solve all of your problems. No? So uh, walk me a little bit, Laura, to your org chart. I think uh, people are curious to know a company that is well-established like yours. How many people work full-time there? How, how is the organization structured? No? We have, um, right now we have 17 people. Wow. Uh, we have a franchise development department. Um, where I have, a, a, whew, I think I have eight people in there now. Um, and then we have two salespeople. And then we have a marketing department with um, telemarketers. And uh, Nicole, who is my manager of that department, um, she is amazing. And she teaches the people how to make telemarketing calls. Um, she works with you know Motion Avenue on all their stuff. And... She helps get reviews. She calls customers back. She sells specials. I mean, she just she just does everything. <laughs> okay, so you have uh, 70 people, one person in, in marketing, which also overtakes the inside sales department. How many sales reps do you have? Two. Okay, in operation, how your how is the your operation works in terms of making sure that everybody's doing their uh, operation is a position that that impacts directly retention, no? An inside operations manager that manages my inside people and my admin people. So um, he deal he places all the accounts. He also does franchise sales. So he is very familiar with the franchise owners because he sold them their franchise. He knows what they want, what their goals are. So he's the one that's actually placing the account. So he um, understands. And it's, it's really helped with retention because he puts the right people in the right account. You know, um, he's very good at matching the customer with the, with the franchise owner. Um, and he's bilingual as well. 
So that helps. And then he oversees another inside operations person I have that just sets up the accounts, sets up the customers, sends out the certificates of insurance, that kind of thing. And then he oversees my receivables people, the people that do the invoicing and the people that answer the phone and order supplies. And then I have a group of outside franchise development people and they just go out and work with customers and CBOs. No, great information. Uh, thanks. So uh, one of the things that we talked at the beginning or, or you briefly mentioned it is the importance of reviews, no? And how a bad review is like a stab to the heart and it's very hard to overcome. But on the other hand, a positive review, a review help your business. You guys have uh, managed to uh, gather 140 reviews with very big accomplish in uh, Google. I want to talk a little bit about that. Can you tell me how much impact having 140 positive reviews in Google at this time has impacted your business? And again, I, I want people to hear how important it is to have review because we live in a review economy and uh, most of your prospects are always going to compare you to other cleaning companies. Well, you told me that if I got 200 reviews, it would be a game changer. And so we set a goal to get 200 reviews. Um, we aren't there yet. We had some actually disappear. I'm not sure what happened there. Um, but we, it, it really is a game changer and it's hard to tell if just the reviews bring people to the website or not, but I tend to believe that they do, but we do get a lot of phone calls from people um, that have come to us just because of our reviews and they really aren't shopping. They just want us to clean their business, which is great. Would you say that having uh, this amount of positive reviews will also give you a competitive advantage in terms of negotiating your prices, no? Like, do you see people pushing back on, on prices or, or trying to? Not those people. The people that call in from the review, they're not concerned about the pricing. They just, like I said, they just want you to come clean for them. Those are, they, they're typically call-ins that come in from the reviews close very quickly and they just are unhappy with their cleaning company. They go, went on Google cleaning companies found good reviews with us and just said we want you to start cleaning <laughs> it's amazing that's great so everyone hearing you know now how important it is to get uh, positive reviews from your actual clients i believe and i know from experience it's a definitely a game changer so laura we we have a couple of more questions before i let you go want to talk a little bit about the current economic environment everybody's talking about a recession you mentioned at the beginning that in 2008 the recession really hit your previous uh, business how are you preparing for a potential recession an economic downturn uh, are you doing something different what do you think is going to happen in the industry if we it comes down to a big recession like uh, we had in the past? Well, I learned from the last recession, um, had I had been more diverse in my customer base, I would have protected me a little bit more. What I had was a lot of construction companies in my last business. Um, so construction companies just went under during the recession in 2018. They, many of them closed their doors 
Um, so with this business, it's different because we are very diverse. You know, we don't have all of our eggs in one kind of industry. We have so many different industries. So even though you might have some specific industries that will fall off, you're going to see others pick up because that's just what's going to happen. I don't, the cleaning business is, is almost recession proof. I mean, everybody has to have cleaning and especially since coming off of COVID it's super important right now, cleanliness for people. They, they're not going to have people come into a dirty facility. I mean, they want their employees to be safe. So before I could say COVID, maybe they would cut corners and cut the cleaning company, but I don't think that's going to be the first thing to happen. Uh, they're not going to cut to cleaning first. There's some other things that they could probably cut before cutting the cleaning, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, it, but but I think uh, you already had uh, some experience in in 2018 and, and also during COVID that a lot of unfortunately cleaning companies went out of business. And I think uh, one key takeaway that people can take is that diversification. No, and it's something that I always preach uh, also in marketing. Don't put uh, all of your eggs in in Google AdWords or in email marketing. You have to diversify because there is no one strategy that it's gonna last forever and it's gonna work forever. So in your case, the same applies for the industries that you're targeting and your clients. You don't wanna only serve schools or only serve, it's a great strategy to start and to niche down at the beginning, but as you start growing, you definitely have to diversify so your business is not a, doesn't have a major negative impact. Laura, final question for you is, uh, what advice would you give to a commercial cleaning company that is struggling to grow or for someone who is considering joining the industry and starting their own uh, cleaning company? Can you uh, leave us with uh, one final piece of wisdom? Would be great. I just say, keep the sales coming in, whatever you gotta do. You need to, you need to have a marketing budget You need to set aside money for marketing. It's one of the most important dollars you'll spend. Um, if you're not going to do that, then you probably are not going to succeed. There you go, people. So <laughs> thank you, Laura, for uh, being brave enough to be part of this first season of the Cleaning in Motion show. We definitely have, will have you back for the upcoming seasons. You have so much knowledge to share, and I appreciate it you taking some time of your day to share this amazing uh, advice that, that you did. With uh, everyone, I hope you have a great week and stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you for listening to the Cleaning in Motion show. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, find more resources, including more sales and marketing tactics online at cleaninginmotion.com. That's cleaninginmotion.com. Until next time.